Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, everyone. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So today we're going to be recapping the Olympia 2022. Chris and I are both back safely in our homes. We have left Vegas. And, uh, you know, next year, hopefully there'll be more adventures for us in Orlando in the fall. So this year it was in Las Vegas. They have one more year of contract um, to serve in Orlando. So it'll be a little bit earlier. It'll be a lot warmer <laughs> than Vegas yeah. was in December. But it'll also be in, in the fall like it was um last year when we attended. So before we get going with that, I wanted to announce our eight week challenge that we have new year, new you, and that will be running for eight weeks after, um, it starts on January 9th. So sign up now. I have the link for sign up in the show notes. If you want to give us a try for a, you know, two month period, it's a great way to, you know, get your year started off right and get things going and get your unicorn prep. So when you apply for the challenge, we'll get all of your information. We'll line you up with a coach so that they can give you your unique and personalized unicorn prep. Anything to add before we get started on the Olympia results, Chris? Yeah, so if you're interested in this challenge, which I've had a couple people reach out, I'm looking forward to starting the new year off with a fresh start. I would encourage you to get started, um, like sign up, get connected with your coach. Um, I know for me, getting <clears throat> working with clients on these challenges, the sooner that I'm able to gather information from them, you know, the more time we're allotted to strategize the better the results are and the, the better the chances are of winning these prizes. So if you're interested in getting a fresh start for the new year, um, I would recommend signing up sooner rather than later, just so that your coach has the appropriate amount of time to consider all of your variables to make your unicorn prep um, and make it unique to you. Yeah. And what better gift than a gift of health? So use, you know, your Christmas money um, to really invest in yourself. I always invest in coaching for myself, even though I am a coach and I can do it. I always need that accountability and just that other person's eye, um, you know, kind of helping me along the way. And so I wouldn't do it any other way. And I suggest the same for you. So let's start with the events of the Olympia that we experienced. So probably my favorite day was the first day we got there on Thursday. I really like the one-on-one -on -one personal interaction, getting to spend time with the Olympians and talk with them mm -hmm. on Thursday at Meet the Olympians event. The one regret I have about that day is just not being able to get to all of the Olympians. There were so many. And it was, the, you know, some of the really, I guess you would say, more famous Olympians, they had very long lines. Um, so, for example, even just like Phoebe Hagen, who um, is now seventh in the world, she, I was so glad I ran into her before the event when I, I flew in. Um, so earlier on Thursday, I got to actually talk to her one-on-one -on -one at Planet Hollywood and get a picture with her. Um I just think that these conversations are the best and just 
getting to know these people um, on a more intimate level is just a cool opportunity. And I appreciate it that they do that. They take the time to do that. I know it must be an exhausting time when you're dieting, you're depleted, and you're standing around talking to a bunch of strangers, getting pictures with strangers. But yeah, what were your thoughts about um, Thursday to just start there? Yeah, I think that's the most like intimate part of the Olympia, being able to have a one-on-one conversation with an athlete you admire. And so it's definitely very special. Um, I think for like myself included, sometimes it's a little intimidating because there's so much that you want to ask um, and you want to make sure that you're using that time to ask the right questions. But I would say every single person we talked to was extremely friendly um, and uh, very like welcoming and it was just really nice to to see people on a like human level um and I agree with Amy I kept thinking the whole time like wow like I would be so exhausted having to do all these events all all week during your peak week for the Olympia um but I really think the girls showed up and did a great job um and I, I got to meet some new athletes that I hadn't met before so it was it was definitely a highlight of the weekend for sure yeah, there were a couple that were just new pros this year that we talked to, uh, mm-hmm. Jill from Thailand and then um, uh, Valeria. Is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, from, from yeah, they were both super sweet. Um, gosh, Valeria was so tall. I did not expect yeah. that. But it was so cool to hear them say like how they just got their pro card this year, how they qualified for the Olympia. And then just talking to veterans like Ashlyn Little, who has been there for several Olympias. I really liked Mm -hmm. talking with her about, so my biggest question for her was, how do you prep for an Olympia and turn girls pro and go to nationals? Because I see her at all the national shows. She's a very high level coach and a very high level athlete. And it was really interesting to pick her brain. She's been on the podcast before. Um, she's a great person, but she she was really fun to talk to to see how, you know, it's really done at a high level as an athlete and as a coach. Because to me, she's that standout that does both very well, which is hard to do. Yeah, I love that you asked her that question. And I do think that she was like completely candid and very down to earth, like you mentioned. So uh, speaking with her was really nice. I do see her at national shows and she's like very focused on her work there. So sometimes you don't know what people's personalities are like, but she was very warm, very fun. um, And definitely like a showstopper at this Olympia as well. Yeah. I think probably a lot of people that, um, so sometimes people are like, Oh, you were in the zone, the coaching zone or like, you had your game yeah. face on, um, so I didn't want to bother you. But it's so true. When you're at a national competition and you have pro cards on the line with your athletes, it's like you're so focused on them that sometimes, like, you forget, oh, like. Intense. Yeah, and the same thing with show day. Um, so, yeah. So that was fun to talk with her. I really – I always enjoy seeing De Raja. She was really fun to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. I met Eureka, um, who she's – We'll talk about her in a minute, but she is from Hawaii. She was really sweet. And um, Maya Gordon was really cool to talk to. I had never met her. What were some other ones that you were, that you had maybe never talked to in person or that you enjoyed speaking with? Oh, 
yeah. Um, I actually really liked meeting Lana Dunbar. Um, I've been following her on YouTube, and I just think um, she, like, being a natural athlete and parts of her journey are very inspiring, and I just like how she, how she really, um, like, embraces the journey of bikini. Um, sometimes when I'm feeling just, like, burnt out or tired, watching her, um, like, positive persona is encouraging. So meeting her in person was kind of fun. And she's definitely that person in real life, too. Um, but I also really liked seeing Erin Stern again. I just feel like she has this, like, aura that is just, like, so calm and so, like, confident and yet friendly. So I just feel like I could just hang out with her all the time. She's just, I don't know, she's a beautiful human being inside and out. Absolutely. And she's my almost birthday twin. She's three days older than me. Um, <laughs> we're the same age, which is really inspiring to me. And yeah. she was wearing pink and I said, oh my gosh, you know, I have to say, I love pink on you. A lot of people can't pull that off. And she gave me the pro tip that, you know, for us masters ladies that, um, pink really kind of makes us have a youthful look. So she's like, you should try it. She's like, we have the same dark hair and pink, but I personally think, so this is my thoughts on wearing pink on stage. Um, I think that for her being a two-time Miss Figure Olympia and downsizing for several years to get down to bikini, I think pink softens someone's look a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so she looks more bikini and pink, I think, um, being a former figure competitor, where she's also a natural athlete, which is super cool. Um However, I feel like I'm more of an ectomorph, so I'm like a hard gainer in terms of putting on size, and um, usually it's more that I need more muscle, so I don't know if I will be venturing in pink, but as we go on with this show, you will see that my thoughts about pink, I think it's going to be the new color for the year, <laughs> or um, somebody yeah. that won something um, might be making that on trend, so we shall see. Um, so with, yeah. without further ado, let's kind of go into, um, we can talk, we'll circle back and talk about Friday or do you want to go right into Saturday's prejudging? Yeah. Let's talk about the prejudging. Okay. We're talking about the athletes. Yeah. So just segueing into that. So, uh, prejudging was on Saturday in the, um, it's basically in the afternoon. I, it was supposed to be in the morning, but it ended up starting around one o'clock, um, and mm -hmm. the first, so the first thing that they did was the comparison round and they brought all 50 plus out in small groups for comparisons. And then they all did their individuals by alphabetical order. Jen Dory being the last person just because she was the reigning champ. So she did not go in alphabetical order. Uh, she was at the very end with like Jody Yunker, <laughs> whose last yeah. name starts with Y. Um, but basically, after the individuals, then they brought everybody up on stage and they did first call outs. So first call outs are such a big deal, such a big honor to be in that top call out. I'm just going to go over who those people were um, in no particular order. So Romina Basualda, Maureen Blanco Blanquisco, Lorely Chapados, Amy um, Velasquez is how she's known but on NPC News Online it's Amy Leanne Delgado in case you're looking for her and you don't know what I'm talking about um, it's the same person 
Um, <laughs> it's Amy Velasquez. Uh, and then Deiraja Hill, which is now um, Wiedemeyer, is her married uh-huh. name. So, again, don't want to confuse you. Um, but on NBC News Online, she's Deiraja Hill. Uh, Ashley Kaltwasser, Janet Leug, um, Issa Pacini, better known, but Elisa Pacini, and Jen Dory were in that first call out. So, um, do you want to go over the second call out since that included some of the people that were in the top 15, Chris? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, second call out, so we had Ellie Fernandez and Phoebe Hagen. We also had Ivana Escandar. I'm oh, sorry if I ruined that, Ivana. Um, Jordan Lee, and we also had Jibin Park, Eureka, or how you want to say that? Shigamoto. 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 Uh, Ashlyn Little, who we've also mentioned, Allison Testu, and India Polino. Yep. And I don't believe anybody in the third call out made the top 15. Um, so there were actually, there was a third, there was a fourth, there was a fifth, there was a sixth. And then once they got to the seventh call out and prejudging, then it was basically like the first round of callbacks. So who got called back on that seventh or the first callbacks, we'll put it that way, uh, was Romina, Laura Lee. Amy Velasquez, Phoebe Hagen, Janet Leuk, and Issa. And then the final callback, do you want to go over those four? Yeah. So the top or the last four were Maureen Blanquisco, Daraja Hill, Ashley Kaltwasser, and Jennifer Dory. Yeah. And so judging by the way that the callbacks went, they never really moved Jen. They did a lot of moving around um, with the other ones. I think a lot of people after prejudging had the con- uh, preconceived notion that Jen had won it. Uh, her and yeah. Maureen were splitting center. So it was definitely like a huge upset or I guess, I don't know. I, I, I think it was something that I think we all could see Maureen winning Miss Bikini Olympia at, you know, at some point, but it kind of shocked the world that she won it this year and huge congratulations to her. She looked absolutely amazing. It was very well deserved. Um, but man, I do not know how those judges made a decision because her and Jen were very comparable in their looks. What were your thoughts there? Yeah. I mean, when they had brought that first group of women out, um, it was very interesting to see who got moved. Like they moved, uh, Issa out, um, switched her with Daraja and then Daraja got switched she kept like creeping her way in towards the middle um, so it was very exciting because you just like don't know when you have like this many high level athletes um, anything can happen and then um, those top four I was actually really I felt really good about the top four that they had chosen I think the conditioning of those women um, was like pretty much almost comparable and the look of bikini they like really captured the look of bikini like the the conditioning and the femininity the soft curves um but also also the full muscle bellies uh so i liked those athletes i had done like a mock who was going to win or who was going to be top 10 um going into the olympia i had done i think like four or five or six different lists i kept changing my mind um, just trying to figure out who I would place in the top two. And I ended up with Jen Dory first. 
in my mind and Maureen as second. So um, seeing those two head to head in the in the the top four in the world um, was like pretty exciting. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think just like the beauty and the posing and the look of bikini was really captured in those top four. So it was definitely an exciting Olympia. Yeah, and I think the one that was probably the most surprising how much she fell down in the ranks because she was Miss Bikini International this year was Laura Lee. You know, she had placed first at the Arnold and Maureen was in second. And, of Mm -hmm. course, Jen wasn't in this mix. So for her to fall down to fifth place, which we haven't announced that yet, but spoiler alert, she got fifth place. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you probably know that if you listen to this podcast, you probably are a huge fan of the sport. This is like our Super Bowl. Um, But yeah, that was surprising. Uh, But after seeing what was getting awarded, not completely shocking in terms of like the amount of hardness that, you know, Laura Lee had and just size of kind of like quads and things like that so um we'll just kind of roll were outstanding yes (laughs) I mean she's got a beautiful body 100 percent um let's go through the results then uh just because we've kind of talked about you know Maureen had first so she won fifty thousand dollars as Miss Bikini Olympia, second place, Jen Dory got 20,000. Third place, Ashley Kaltwasser got 12,000. Fourth place, Deiraja got 7,000. And then in fifth place, Laura Lee was um, the recipient of $6,000. And so from there, so both of us have seen, so we saw this girl win her pro card, the person that I'm going to talk about with, second, with sixth place. We saw her win the overall at USA's, and I was in love with her physique. Then she has probably one of the smallest waists. Her proportions are just um, very much hourglass. And Amy Velasquez ended up in sixth place. This was her first Olympia, which I think is a big deal. And just following right behind her, also first-time Olympian, Phoebe Hagen. Um, So those two moving ahead of former Miss Olympia in eighth place, Janet Leug, former Miss Olympia, Issa Pacini in ninth place. That's huge in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to run through 10th through 15th? Yeah, absolutely. So 10th place, we had Romina Besualdo, um, which I believe she was ninth last year. Um, But she's, she's still, she was eighth. She was eighth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 11th place, we had Jordan Lee. And 12th, we had Eureka Shiagamoto. 13th was Ivana Eskandar. Fourth place was Ellie Fernandez, which I, she's so cute. I just love her. Yeah, we met and her too. Place. She was really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like this little mini, just like powerhouse. And she's just very, very beautiful. Um, I had actually done a handed out awards at a uh, pro show and she was someone I got to put a medal on. Um, but that's besides fact back to our, our 15. Um, and then 15th place we had Jibin Park um, wrapping up the top 15 placement. And she is from South Korea. So these athletes, so those of you that don't know about how the sport works at nationals or at a pro show, you only get placement when you're in the top 15. So 
Everyone else is basically 16th place. So that's why we mentioned earlier who had gotten second call out. So of that second call out, those that didn't show a placement were Ashlyn Little, Allison Testu, and India Paulino. So my guess is that they were right on the cusp of having a placement, but did fall short. So um, also you have to remember that the scoring um, – so first of all, Maureen's score was not perfect, so there was definitely some deliberation. Um, but also the scoring, you know, it, as a pro, it's different than an amateur. The pro, the pros to get judged in the finals as well, and then they have confirmation around. So scoring is constantly taking place, and I actually think that Laura Lee pulled herself up because she kind of softened up and filled out a little bit at finals. So. Um, my guess is that she helped herself out by coming in a little bit softer um, at finals and was able to move up into fifth place um, from that. So as far as finals go, we have, you know, we've obviously gone over what happened in bikini, but I think it's so worth noting just kind of like the new champions, the people that have defended their titles and some of the other categories so Chris did you want to go over sure. kind of some of the upsets that happened and bodybuilding and things like that and um yeah take it away yeah we had it was very exciting we had some like continued champions and we had some that were knocked down a peg or two um so they did announce at finals that there was over 400 qualified athletes at this year's Olympia so that's a lot of people a lot of bodies um even Chris Bumstead had mentioned that there were 59 competitors in men's classic. So all the categories were spilling over and full of high level competition. Um, so speaking of Chris Bumstead, he won his fourth time um, title. <clears throat> he did mention at finals that there were rumors of him retiring and he squashed all of those rumors. So if you're a Chris Bumstead fan or your boyfriend's a Chris Bumstead fan or husband, um, he is still going to be fighting for his title next year. Um, and actually, speaking on him, he always gives an amazing speech every year. Um, this, like, chiseled physique um, also gives the speech that is continually inspiring. Um, and this year he talked about a friend of his that um, was very sick with cancer and how through his um, relationship with him, he learned um, that <clears throat> you don't have to start, you don't have to be dying to start living. Um, that was a quote that his friend had said to him. And so, um, you know, Chris Bone said he talked a lot about just being present in the moment and embracing that. And I think that's really important for us, like uh, competitors like us that are constantly in a rhythm and a grind. And it's just like day after day, the same thing um, to be able to, make sure that you're being present in the moment and enjoying parts of the journey because um, looking back, it can all go so fast. Um, so again, I love like, that. If you can look on YouTube or find his speech, like I encourage you to do that. I did not do it justice, but um, that was the message that he wanted to relay at this year's Olympia. So beautiful. Um, you don't have to be dying to start living. Yes. Um, and then we also had for our wellness, category Franciella Mentos she continued to hold her title for wellness this year um, 
Isabella Pereira. Um, I love her. She's so sweet. <laughs> she's adorable. Mm-hmm. She won the Arnold this year, um, and she came in runner-up at the Olympia this year. So still still a contender there, um, but Franciella is maintaining her position as Miss Wellness Olympia. And um, for men's physique, we had um, Brandon Hendrickson get beat by Aaron Banks, which last year they Aaron Banks was in second. So they switched positions this year. It was actually pretty intense um, with them two standing there waiting and um, awarding someone other than Brandon. But um, Aaron Banks totally like brought, I mean, obviously brought the, the better physique that day. Um, so I'm sure Brandon will be back with um, like new fire to regain his title next year. Um, and then Sydney Gillian, no one can touch her. She's six-time Olympian. Again, she's our, our figure, Miss Olympia. And um, we have a new women's physique champion, Natalie Abraham Colho. Um, I did not see the judging for that, but I heard that that was um, an unexpected win as well. So um, we have a new champion there. Nick Walker was a big um like fan favorite and rightfully so he won the fans choice award he's for men's bodybuilding i've been hearing so much about him coming to this olympia and i will tell you he like leveled up his physique from last year it was wild um so he was like a big fan favorite and they did some recognition of him at finals as well um and then hadi chopin which he was he is now our mr olympia he's from iran um, yes, Amy, I think we did talk about this, the Persian wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you have seen like the Netflix special of like, uh, generation iron one, two or three and watched a million times, like I have, um, <laughs> Hadi Chopin is featured in there and the like struggles that he has to go through, um, sometimes just to get overseas coming from Iran to yes. come over here and compete. So he has been battling for the spot for so long. He's always like getting called into the top five. Like he was close last year. And mm-hmm. if you watch his video of him winning, um, it's just like, absolutely like it's, it's, it'll touch your heart. Like he's just, he embraces that whole moment. Um, so he is our Mr. Olympia. Congratulations, Hadi. And surprisingly big Grammy, another big fan favorite um he ended up in fifth at this year's olympia and brandon curry who he was battling with last year um in second place ended up in fourth so i think body men's bodybuilding was a big upset um well i guess not upset it was a big shift in what was expected kind of like um with some of these other categories but um it was definitely an olympia to remember for sure oh did you want to do uh talk about fitness yeah, so uh, Missy and um, Whitney Jones flip-flop places. So Whitney regained her title as, well, she had it last year, but um, she had lost it to Missy. They're, they're always so close. Um, so, yeah, Whitney Jones is four-time Miss uh, Fitness Olympia now, and she's mm-hmm. your new Fitness Olympia champion. So, yeah, I I think, I mean, it's crazy how we're running out of time here and we haven't even talked about Friday um, and the events that happened there because 
aside from all this excitement of the Olympia and these athletes, we also had a big part of our experience was the expo. And a big part of us experiencing the expo was Friday. Um, and then also <laughs> we had the Angel Fashion Show. So Angel Competition yes. Bikinis, um, you know, had, I think it was over, a, it was definitely over 100 athletes. How many... Mm-hmm. total it, it was a lot um you know they walked in the fashion show on saturday along with chris and i and um on friday we had some really cool just like interactions with celeste rains turk from confessions of a bikini yeah. pro she t- kind of talked about food relationships um i got to see or shoot chris and i both got to shoot with taylor Fuentes, which Last year, I had shot with him in Vegas in the, it was so hot, 118 degrees in Vegas last July. Um, I remember getting like such fun photos. So I'm excited for us to see like what we got from that shoe. Um, that was fun to do with you. And then um, in our angel active wear, um, they kind of look like, uh, I felt like they, I felt like a superhero in them because they were. It's like they were like a wet, like kind of leggings. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it was good to see um, Coach Drea and um, Coach Deb. And yeah, it was just good camaraderie with um, our squads of just meeting other women in the sport that are like-minded as usual. And then the fashion show was just a whirlwind. But like Steven, um, who we always have do our photo shoots for our team shows, was shooting the the photos um, on stage like he does for the NPC Midwest and for our team shows. Um, And then Bo Flores, who's also a Kansas City native, he Mm -hmm. shot um, some photos as well. So I'm excited to see those pictures. And um, everybody got very creative with their costumes. So... I just wanted to go over my costume and then I'll have you go over yours. Just, I think it'd be fun to just, and you can kind of check out our, our costumes on Instagram. I, I put a a reel of both Chris and I, um, going through our routine backstage and then some of our action on, on stage. So, um, I, my first costume was a, a unicorn. So I had a horn and I had like furry feet and then I was, um, I was in the crystal Nova purple, bikini that had kind of like blue and pink in it and I had like a blue pink and purple fan and then my second um costume I guess you would say but it was just a suit it was um fashioned after um Ashley Cutwater's Cutwasser's Ashley K we'll just say that her um grasshopper suit so it was if you're familiar with that one it's also a crystal nova but it's green with a mixture of yellow so I had yellow and green striped socks I had some huge candy canes that were blow up candy canes and I was Buddy the Elf because Buddy the Elf's hat has, you know, like the yellow and green with the red feathers. So those were mine. Um, Do you want to go over yours? Sure. So my first one, I had a like turquoise blue suit with um, some like blue, tiny bits of like pink stoning in there. Um, It was actually pretty cool. And I went with a 90s theme, so I had my <laughs> that was uh, awesome. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air jersey on and my giant gold hoops and gold chain. And then I wore, like, white high tops and definitely my favorite, most comfortable costume. And um, that, that one, one was a lot of fun. 
and that one was modeled off of Issa's um, Mile High, Denver Mile High suit, right? No. I it was just like a turquoise? Like, I picked, yeah, um, specifics oh, for that okay. suit. I actually it looks Maureen's, a lot like it. Well, I actually sent a picture of Maureen's um, teal suit that she wore earlier in the year and tried to have them model it after that one. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Okay. So, thank you, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and then I had a red suit with some, like, darker stoning for my second costume. And since I had some of that darker stoning, I just picked, um, like, uh, black jewelry accessories and a black tulle skirt with lace-up black heels. Um, just as a more feminine and sultry balance to the, like, more fun costume I had going on first. Oh, and I had black gloves. So I forgot about that as well, too. So... Um, yeah, two two different looks, um, but it was it was kind of fun to brainstorm uh, some accessories and some different looks so you could put it with the suit. Yeah, we saw all kinds of stuff, but yeah, it was it was fun to see everybody's creativity with those things. People were really cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like just standing in line looking at all these costumes. I'm like, wow, that was a great idea. That was a great idea too. Yeah, some um, people like people went really into with Vegas because I saw Elvis, and then. Yeah. Um, Janine Priest, who she's been on the podcast, she had a black suit and she had like cards, kind of like a feather and a lighted yep. thing in her head. So she looked like a card, like it was re- really, really neat. Um, so some people went with Vegas and then a lot of people went with like the Christmas theme. So I'm excited to see my pictures. Some of the girls were dressed up as Santa and then I was Buddy the Elf. So it was really fun to like Perfect. do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're past our time so I feel like I could go on and on about all of these things that happen and all this excitement but maybe we can you know <laughs> talk about uh, these things in more detail um, in another episode so be sure to subscribe be sure to you know um, give a rating review if you are, feel it in your heart if you enjoy this podcast at all um you know, that's just the way of paying it for. We're ad free podcast. So the algorithm kind of helps other people that are interested in the bodybuilding bikini world, uh, kind of find us if you give us a rating or review. So if you can do that, it's always appreciated. All of you that introduce yourself. Um, and I even had some people that were in the audience filming my routine, that I had no idea who you were, but you tagged us on a uh, prep life podcast on Instagram and, no. uh, you know, said something. So thank you all of you for letting us know that you listen. It really means a lot to us. And as the holidays, you know, are approaching, I just am so grateful for this opportunity and this platform to share any kind of, you know, struggles that we go through or triumphs and, Um, Kind of just being real and raw and laying it all out there. So um, if you would like to connect with us uh, in person, we will be in Phoenix, Arizona for the Build More Than Just a Body Celestrians Turk and Glam Girl Bikini um, season kickoff retreat February 17th through the 19th. So Friday through um, Sunday. And it's at the Arizona Grand Spa and Resort. We had the same location last year. It's tons of workouts with other females, and it doesn't matter what team you're on. We had all kinds of teams there. It wasn't just glam girls, and it, um, it's just a community type of event. Uh, posing, even if you just aren't into competitions, it's a lot of fitness, hikes. Um, 
we're going to do like a food immersion experience. We're going to go like have a red carpet event on Saturday night. There's all kinds of things like cardio, upper body, lower body, lots of opportunities to connect with other females. And Celeste is going to talk about, you know, food relationships and kind of go through a workbook there. So I will put that link as well as the challenge links in the show notes. So with that, um, this is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, everyone.